It's time for the What in the Podcast. In our last episode, we talked about Satanism, Anton LaVey, and the Satanic Panic. Tonight, because that episode ran so long, we're going to continue where we left off and give you a bonus episode. Get ready for episode 18 of What in the Podcast. Welcome to the What in the Podcast with your hosts, Kent Whittington and Adriana Mito and Tracy Lynn Hernandez. So welcome back to the What in the Podcast. Here we are tonight, Kent Whittington, Adriana Mito and Tracy Lynn Hernandez. And we're going to continue where we left off with uh, the Satanic Panic. I'm going to start with the raw use. So no cold opens, nothing like that, you know. No, no housekeeping. You guys know how to reach us. <laughs> we'll get to the end of the episode. So anyway, um, Rise of the Satanic Ritual Abuse. In 1980, a since-discredited memoir called Michelle Remembers became a scandalous bestseller based on its purported detailing of a childhood spent undergoing a wealth of shocking occult sexual abuse. Its co-authors were controversial psychologist Lawrence Pazder and his wife Michelle Smith. A former patient, Pazder claimed to have regressed into childhood through hypnosis. Pazder purportedly helped Smith uncover memories of past abuse at the hands of the members of the Church of Satan, which Pazder insisted was older than LaVey's group by several centuries. Almost from the moment of Michelle Remembers' publication, its claims and allegations were repeatedly and thoroughly debunked. However, thanks to widespread and credulous media praise, Pazder and Smith were able to double down on their story, and Pazder became seen as an expert in the arena of what would come to be called satanic ritual abuse. Despite the wild implausibility and unverifiable foundation of its stories of grisly abuse and sex orgies, Michelle Remembers was presented during the 80s and early 90s as a textbook for legal professionalism. Hold on. Legal, professionals. Yeah, legal professionalism and other authorities. It also spawned numerous copycat memoirs like 1988's Satan's Underground, all equally false, which embellished and mainstreamed the idea of a massive intergenerational clandestine satanic ritual sex abuse cult, one that could be occurring in your very own neighborhood. In other words, you know, devil worshippers could be anywhere. They could be your next door neighbor. They could be your child's caregiver, which was a big thing in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Uh, the false narrative of Michelle Remembers would directly impact the nation for over a decade. Its dark occult fantasies helped to spark the rash of wildly dramatic, highly unfounded accusations of satanic ritual abuse that were attached to a string of daycare centers throughout the 80s. See? Daycare centers. The belief that daycare owners across the country were visiting dark occult, were, were visiting dark occult acts of child abuse upon children was the most prominent part of a broader daycare sex abuse mass panic which was itself part of the 1980s much broader wave of fear. Uh, this fear would ravage communities and ruin multiple lives before it finally subsided and led to two of the most notorious criminal trials in U.S. history, which we're about to get into right now. Who'd like to start? I'll do it. Okay, go ahead. The Kern County Abuse Allegations. In her book about ritual abuse hysteria, Satan's Silence, journalist Debbie Nathan eludiates on the basic blueprint for satanic panic. The right-wing Christian fundamentalists steeped in lore about devils and stewing the, with hostility towards public pub, sorry, nah, nah, towards public child care. What you said. <laughs> uh -huh. It's not hard to embrace the, nation, the notion of Satan infiltrating daycare centers. And at the beginning of that decade, that's exactly what happened. In 1980, in Bakersville, California, social workers had been reading the just-published Michelle remembers as part of their training when a number of children came forward to declare that they'd been molested as part of a clandestine so local occult sex ring. Two of the girls had been coached by grandparents who was believed to have a history of mental illness. Over the coming months, 
the story of strange occult acts would grow more and more bizarre as they claimed to have been hung from hooks in their family's living room, forced to drink blood and watch ritual baby sacrifices and much more. Between 1984 and 86, the investigation in these labyrinthine claims of satanic ritual abuse would send at least 26 people to jail in, in interrelated convictions, despite the complete lack of corroborative physical evidence of any, for any of the realms. Sorry, yeah, any I, of the claims. I remember this. It, just, it, was, it was really crazy at the time. You, every time you turn on the TV, you'd see the news. It'd be a daycare center under scrutiny or a daycare worker arrested in, in connection with, a, with an occult sex ring. It was just happening all over the place. It was crazy. Um, that's and, about the time that my mother started working at a Montessori school and left the daycares. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was just crazy town, <laughs> basically. So anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. No worries. Um, nearly all the convention, all, nearly all the convictions have since been overturned, including that of local carpenter named John Stoll, who spent 20 years of his 40-year sentence in jail. Parents Scott and Brenda Crif sorry Nifton, were each sentenced to 240 years in jail after their own sons were coached through coercive in investigative techniques and overseer therapists, sorry, oh, over-eager really? therapists, to accuse them of child molestation. Both children later, later recanted the Kifkins, and the Kifkins were released after serving 12 years in prison. As adults, several of the children involved of the trials professed to have been traumatized by their own earlier false testimony and subsequent damage if used, but these children were not alone. The Kern County abuse case was just the first and would not be the last to spiral into hopeless, sorry, to spiral hopelessly out of control. And I want to just correct you real quick because you did say it the first time and kind of messed up the second. It's the Niffins. Niffins, sorry. Yeah, not the Kifkins. Niffins, <laughs> thank you. Just want to be accurate. Sorry, folks. Anyway, continue if you want, or you can go on to the next one. Satanic ritual abuse and the McMartin trial. Among the many failed prosecutions of satanic ritual abuse in daycares was the McMartin trial, which became the largest, longest, and most expensive trial in California history. This massive investigation began in 1983 when one parent accused one of the staff members of the McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, of abuse. During the police investigation into the abuse claim, a child service nonprofit group known as the Children's Institute conducted examinations of 400 children who attended the daycare. The examinations were run by a woman named Key McFarlane, who was an unlicensed psychotherapist. McFarlane had no psychological or medical training and boasted a welding certificate as her highest academic credential. Oh, Sorry. She's more than qualified for still, this, isn't she? Uh, still, she <laughs> and two other unqualified assistants were allowed to conduct the investigation, famously using anatomically correct dolls and other questionable methods of interrogation. These extremely coercive interview processes led to false memories among children, which then led to highly fantastic claims of abuse directed at even more staff members. Out of 4,000 or 400 children, that's, that's all. Let's, let's not blow it up anymore. Ooh, it is. I think 400 in one school is a little. Exactly. The mm -hmm. interviewers determined that 359 of them had been abused. You know, uh, we were just talking about this at work, we were, and we were actually joking around. I'm sorry. Somebody says something about abuse, and I held up my phone and I said, "Can you tell me on this phone where this where the person touched you?" you know, yes, because that's what they do with the dolls. With the exactly. and yeah. they had absolutely no training. Yep. Anyway. Oh, welding certificate. Yeah, that's qualification in my book. Yeah. Sure. Why they let her do this is beyond me. Yeah. Anyway, continue. the accusations collected by the Children's Institute resulted in a staggering 321 counts of child abuse being leveled at seven daycare staff members by 41 children. Padzer, now considered an expert in satanic ritual abuse, was among the consultants in the case. Among the litany of outlandish claims children made in the case were that daycare owners would flush them down toilets, that they had built secret underground tunnels to transport them to ritual ceremonies, that they had ritually sacrificed a baby, and that they would turn into witches and fly. Okay. Okay. I just have to put that brought up a memory. And this is this is a memory that might make you giggle. When I was we're on the cell phone, did they four? Touch no, when I was four, <laughs> it was Halloween, and I was at preschool at the DMV in Sacramento on Broadway. Okay, that's, okay. that's where I went to preschool at. My mom was a, was a daycare teacher there, mm -hmm. and one of the male teachers' aides came cackling down the hallway, that's going to his room to prep up for the Halloween party, and he is wearing my mom's. Grand, my, my, my grand aunt's 
Victorian skirt. Okay, it's a black silk thing that flows. And he's cackling down the hallway. And we all said, look at him fly! So, sorry, that was the memory right there that turned into it. Because here he is, as a witch, running down the hall to set up the witch's cauldron. But, and I bet you people who frequent the DMV have probably never seen anything like that before. No, and unfortunately, <laughs> he was not a... long lived afterwards because that was not what men should do. Like, but he was Halloweening it up, and we all had a blast. It was a great day, and that's one of the the memories I have of being mm -hmm. you know three four, right there. Anyway, yeah. okay, man, sorry. One day you can wear a skirt as a man. That's got to be the day. Yes. So sorry. That, but that was, kill that was one other. of those you know. They could turn it into witches and fly. Well, that's easy to to put into an oppressible child. Mm -hmm. Wear a long skirt. Run down the hallway. You don't see your feet when that long skirt's flowing, and it's so a very full fly. skirt. Right. <laughs> Anywho, sorry. Because they're gonna say they're a god. Yes. Yep. Continue, dear. Sure. Right. Yes. yes. Okay. Sorry. After six years of investigation and litigation of a five-year trial, the case ultimately essentially evaporated due to an utter lack of evidence. Gee, the Good original surprise. accusing parent in the case was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. The investigative techniques used by the Children's Institute were thoroughly discredited by the psychological community. And I wonder why that is. <clears throat> one by one, all charges against the daycare staffers were dropped due to insufficient evidence. Okay, gee, makes sense. Yeah, you got all these people going through all of this literal hell because one someone's forced their kid yeah. to say they touched me inappropriately and they're devil worshippers and they've sacrificed babies and these Not just parents, chambers. These, these institute people. The, the children's institute people oh, were yeah, coercing were coerced, too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Due to the over-the-top nature of the allegations in the Martin case, the public gradually became skeptical of claims of satanic ritual abuse. After scouring the country, we found no evidence for large-scale occults that sexually abuse children. Dr. Gail Goodman, a psychologist who conducted a wide-scale survey of U.S. caseworkers about the hysteria, told the New York Times in 1994, what criminal allegations were made and generally come about due to a mix of mental illness, false memories, implanted during therapy and witness investigations, and most frequently reports from people who were being influenced by histrionic media reports of satanic ritual abuse, a pattern very similar to the current outbreak of clown scares. As we've seen those, yeah. yeah and, and it just gets me because you're talking about people who, who ruined lives for their own personal agenda. Yes. For a little shot at fame or something like that. It's just not right. The McMartin Preschool Building was raised in 1990, but by then, Satanic Panic was in full swing across the U.S. It even spread to Britain, where even more allegations of ritualized sex abuse occurred. That's crazy. So anyway, uh, let's go to the Satanic Panic on trial from 1984 to 2015. We're have a couple cases here, a couple trials based off of what we've been talking about here. Um, by the mid-80s, a wave of seminars, tutorials, and educational videos for authorities and evangelicals on the subject of recognizing and fighting satanic cults were sweeping the U.S. In 2003, uh, Nathan wrote that law enforcement in El Paso, Texas, uh, were probably dispatched to ritual crime seminars, classes aimed at law enforcement authorities and taught mostly by other cops, therapists, preachers, and by born-again Christians, claiming to be former high priests, or escapees from unspeakably sadistic ritual torture cults. But this zealotry never resulted in any evidence that such sadistic to uh, ritual torture cults existed. Instead, the legal system continued to victimize innocent adults who were caught up in what was essentially a 20th century witch hunt. Many of these cases eventually resulted in overturned convictions due to mishandled investigations and lack of evidence. Yet several cases were notable because of what seems to be, in retrospect, a profound failure of the legal system to balance the rights of the children with the rights of the accused. Mm -hmm. Something I know personally in well full hand. Not for this time. But not for this yeah. particular subject. It's another story. And not to be told. I'm not getting into it later. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to, who wants to do Frank and Eileen here? I can do Frank and Eileen. Okay. Frank and Eileen Fuster. In 1984, Cuban immigrant Frank Fuster and his undocumented wife, Ileana, sorry, Eileen, Ileana, sorry, not Eileena, Ileana, were accused of molesting eight children, in parentheses, with 20 children making claims in all, in parentheses. 
in the Miami babysitting service that they ran. Janet Rito prosecuted this case, which went to trial despite having the same hallmarks of each of the other cases, a lack of physical evidence, ballooning number of children making unsubstantiated and embellished claims of Dr. Satanic rights after coercive interview sessions. Ileana was encouraged to testify against her husband after being placed in solitary confinement for weeks and being visited by therapists to use more and more coercive questioning and dubious memory recovery to get her to change her statements. Eventually, she pled guilty while informing the court that she was innocent but wanted to get this all over. Ileana was sentenced to 10 years in prison, served three, and was deported. Frank was sentenced to six consecutive life terms, a minimum of 165 years in prison. A fictionalized biopic about the case made it made in 1990 and Spiegel Acts paints the two children therapists in the case as noble heroes. Frank Fuster is still serving out his prison term. Art be a witch? Nay. what it boils down to. Nay, oh. I'm not a witch. You said witch! Yes. You heard it? She said witch. Yes. Are, are you guilty? No, I'm not guilty. I heard guilty. Yes. Gerard Violet and Cheryl Emerald. In 1984, three members of the Emerald family of Malden, Massachusetts, were convicted of molesting, molestation charges following yet another pattern of intense, coercive questioning used to draw bizarre, grotesque, and totally unsubstantiated testimony from resistant children, including claims that children were being were raped by someone dressed as a clown. Despite sustained criticism of the interrogation techni techniques in the case, all three defendants were convicted. Gerald Armalt Emerald, excuse me, was never exonerated and served 20 years of a 40-year sentence before being released on parole in 2004. His mother, Violet Emerald, died of cancer in 1997 in the middle of a stormy back and forth in the court system over whether her conviction should be overturned. Her daughter Cheryl was sentenced to 20 years and eventually settled for a release on 10 years probation in 1999. Makes me think of another court case that they made a movie about. Which one was that? That's um, in the name of the father. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, where, where the entire family is arrested and friends are arrested for a bombing, for the IRA bombing that was proven to not be them. Mm -hmm. But hey, we'll have you serve anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what a lot of this gets to. They you got people who are arrested for something that's unsubstantiated. They serve a sentence. In most cases, at least a decade or more, and there's no proof that any of it ever happened. So let's talk about Glenn Toward. Uh, in 89, Glenn Dale, Florida Montessori headmaster James Toward, and his office assistant, Brenda Williams, were convicted in a satanic ritual abuse case spearheaded by a therapist named Alan Tesson. The case followed the recurring pattern of over-the-top and unsubstantiated claims from children, all of whom had Tesson as their therapist. In 96, Dr. Tesson was sued for implanting false memories of satanic ritual abuse in an adult patient. The lawsuit revealed Tesson to have consulted multiple experts, in quotes here, in satanic ritual abuse over the years and to have been, again in quotes, obsessed with the subject since the time of the Glendale trial. Toward pled guilty in an Alford plea in order to have his sentence reduced, but in 98, the year before he was to have been released, Florida passed a law that forced him to serve 85% of his full sentence before parole. When he was finally released at age 80 in 2010, he was ordered to leave the country. The local media continued to credulously label him as evil and a child molester. What do you guys think of that one? Yeah. Yeah, this stuff makes my blood boil. And you know what an Alfred plea is, right? Basically what the, the Memphis, Memphis three, three right. did. Same thing. They, oh, I, I'm going to say that I did it just so I can get out of jail. Basically, yeah. Okay. Even though to I didn't do sentence. it. Yeah, it's to get a reduced sentence mm -hmm. or to get out of jail. Even It's basically a scapegoat or a, an escape clause for people who put you in jail and they know you're innocent, but that you can't sue them. If, yeah. they, if you say that you're guilty, mm -hmm. they they release you. You can't sue them, but you're, you're a criminal for the rest of your life. Yeah. I that's just ridiculous. Yep. So and we were talking about that in the car the other day. Well, it's funny because they're listed here tonight. We'll be talking about them too. Okay. So, so anyway, who wants to do so Dan and Fran? Dan and Fran Keller in 1991 in El Paso, a three-year-old girl statement at a local preschool owner had that had, 
sorry, that a local preschool owner had, quote, pooped and peed on her head, end quote, blew up as a major accusation of satanic ritual abuse involving two other children. In 1992, the defendants, Dan and Fran Keller, were sentenced to 48 years in prison. Just as each of the previous cases, coercive interrogation techniques led to utterly bizarre and outlandish claims of ritual sex acts with that were hard to prove, harder to believe fairy tales. And this round involved human disembowelment, blood baptisms. Back up dismemberment. Sorry. <laughs> dismemberment, sorry, not dispelment, sorry. Blood baptisms and blood Kool-Aid and private airplane trips to Mexico. The Kellers were finally released in 2013 after each had served 21 years in prison. Wow. Which is ridiculous. Okay. The West Memphis Three that we were talking about. By the by far the most notorious criminal trial that stemmed from the belief that ritualistic cult child abuse was a pervasive reality were the trials of the West Memphis Three, uh, which we did a special on before, and, or a podcast on before. In 1993, three teenagers in West Memphis, Arkansas, were accused and later convicted of the horrific sexual assault and murdering murders of three young boys. Amid an intense police investigation, the teenagers were accused accused based on extremely weak evidence, including a lack of any physical evidence linking them to the crime and hearsay due to their goth lifestyles and unfounded accusations that they worship Satan. The most famous member of the three, Damon Eccles, rapidly gained celebrity status and public support due to his intelligence and the way he embodied the archetype of a shrewd outcast persecuted by rigid small-town moralists for not fitting in. A famous HBO documentary trilogy about the case, Paradise Lost, made justice for the West Memphis Three into a na national cause. The three men were ultimately freed in 2011 after new DNA evidence showed them to have no connection to the killings. They entered Alford Pleas, which commuted their sentences to time served, 18 years in prison. And you know the thing, like I said, it was so that they couldn't be they couldn't sue the county for yeah. arresting them, even though they should have been able to. But this was a case also where you had three boys who were kind of goths. Damien was the biggest goth among them. And um, the cops said, okay, we have three dead kids. This kid's obviously not like the rest of us in town. Yep. He must have had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the other kids was, uh, best way to put it is he was a little slow. He was the one that the cops brought in and interrogated at length, basically coercing him to admit to killing these three boys and naming Damien and the other kid as as, as, as accomplices and Damien being the, real, the ringleader of the whole thing. Wasn't it the one of the little boys' own stepfathers was, was later... Uh, they could, they didn't charge him, but um, yeah, they, but wasn't they, he they, thought to have been? There was a thought that one of the boys' stepfathers, who was abusive to begin with, and then what about the guy in the restaurant the covered in blood that they never checked? Right, and there's uh, there's no there's no way sorry. at this point to identify who that person was. Yeah, because they never checked. Nobody. Yeah, they called the cops. The cops showed up what twenty minutes later after the man had left. I thought it was more than that. Or actually, no, it was an hour. Was it an hour? Yeah, at least an hour. It was a long one. And yeah. There was no way to prove that he had been in there. All they oh, said was a guy dressed in a bloody shirt, covered in blood. And what? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, there's, there's no a little incident there. going on here. I can't aim with this hand. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're having some some some, some technical difficulty mm -hmm. due to animals. We're good. Some feline trouble. <laughs> I love not being able to see around corners. It's great. Sorry. <laughs> trouble. Sorry. That whole peripheral, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the, anyway, my, my eyes are on flash flush on my face, but on the side of my head. Mm -hmm. Mine aren't there either, but I also have uh, I'm blind partly here. <laughs> no, no, seriously. <laughs> so the continued legacy of satanic panic. In 1992, the Department of Justice thoroughly debunked the myth of the ritualistic satanic sex abuse cult. But though accusations of satanically motivated child abuse rituals had pretty much died out by the mid-90s, law enforcement continued to treat Satan as a potential criminal indicator. As we see in this 94 police, in a 1994 police training video, the law enforcement guide to satanic cults. Um, 
while it's tempting to look back at this particular video and laugh, basically it was about a guy who's talking about satanic cults and a form of police video, what to look for, what to avoid, all this other stuff. And it was kind of laughable. But anyway, um, knowing that real people like the West Memphis Three were persecuted due to these brazen stereotypes about devil worship, make the particular video uh, far less funny, especially since there's plenty of evidence that the stereotypes are far from a thing of the past. The processing of commercial information is complete. Back to the show. A more recent high-profile case of satanic panic surrounded the murder of Meredith Kircher in Perugia, Italy, and the media circus that was the subsequent trial, retrial, and ultimate exoneration of her roommate, Amanda Knox. Despite a dearth of physical evidence and no known connection to anything occult, Knox was accused by an overzealous prosecutor of killing her roommate in an occult ritual. She was convicted, freed, reconvicted, and ultimately exonerated by the Italian Supreme Court in 2015. It's a lot to have to go through yeah. for an unsubstantiated claim. Uh, as late as 2014, the true crime podcast, Sword and Scale, did a lurid two-part episode implying that a discredited child prostitution ring case from the 80s was a real powerful government conspiracy involving a secret occult camp and several U.S. presidents. And that kidnapping, that kidnapping victim, Johnny Gosh, was one of its victims. The documentary produced the same year that, peru that pursues the conspiracy angle, Who Took Johnny, recently appeared on Netflix. That kind of harkens to what's going on now, too. You know, the stories about the child sex rings that have been opened up mm -hmm. and they're being connected to presidents and mm -hmm. high profile. And by, by the way, folks, we are, not, so we are not denouncing human trafficking by any way. No, shape, oh, no, no. It's, just, it's it these accusations that are you, false. You, what I just talked about that was reminiscent yes. of that is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's, I'm just saying yeah. I didn't want people to think that we are we don't believe because there's there's still people that still say the Holocaust never happened and whatnot. Yeah. And, and mm. we know my feelings on that. So um <laughs> sorry guys. So additionally, uh, a documentary a documentary premiered on investigation discovery that illustrates how closely this history still dogs our heels. Southwest of Salem. The story of San Antonio of the San Antonio Four, San Antonio Four. Sorry, I finally got it out there. <laughs> examines the 1997 conviction of four lesbian women for child molestation claims, which played out against a resurgence of satanic panic tied to homophobia in a conservative state. And then there were those clowns. All the clowns. Yes, all the clowns. So where does this leave us, dear? <laughs> Writing in Satan's Silence, Nathan notes that the ultimate irony of Satanic Panic is that its alleged victims, the children, were silenced during the laborious investigations around the hysteria, but not by the defendants. Instead, they were silenced by prosecutors, therapists, and interviewers who refused to listen to their initial assertions and drilled them for juicier answers until they changed their statements. And the prosecutors got what they wanted. Mm -hmm. When medical evidence was produced, according to Nathan, it tended to be in the dubious form of technologically updated versions of the medical medieval preoccupation with scrutinizing female genitalia for signs of sin and witchcraft mm -hmm. and of 19th century forensic medical campaigns to detect promiscuity and homosexuality by examining the shapes of lips and penises. So they actually were using these methods in the 20th century to determine this stuff. Oh, let's just harken back to the witch trials. That stuff worked, didn't it? Okay. <laughs> Through it all, the media fueled a public wave of fear, which took entire groups of rational thinking adults to collectively enact everyone from parents to prosecutors, therapists to investigators, jurors to judges, reporters to readers. The narrative swept anything along in its path, including victims of all ages. In other words, the abusive mechanisms of the satanic ritual abuse trials were the same as those previous periods of mass hysteria from witch hunts to McCarthyism in a time of deep social upheaval. It's all too easy to see those mechanisms falling into place once more, ready to bend toward the next unresistant, easily or ostracized stranger eager to label them danger. In other words, today it's a media-fueled scare over crazed clowns, but as satanic panic shows us, 
that's not the real fear. The real fear is that tomorrow someone could decide the crazed clown is you. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. Pretty much what it comes down to, yeah. It's pretty scary. It's scary to be accused of something you didn't do and nobody believing you. I hope that yep. never happens With to podcasters. No proof. Mm-hmm. Just, it could happen to anybody. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, yeah. And anywho, so, so what else you got for us, Tracy? I have a timeline of satanic cults and cults that never were. Okay. Um, so this starts out with with the history of evidence. Sorry, history and evidence, including the history of the Church of Satan, which we have hashed over quite a bit. So we have. I'll, I'll go through it quickly. 1930, Levey is born. 1966, he founds the Church of Satan in San Francisco. 67, it performs a wedding ceremony for the journalist John Raymond and socialite, Ju- sorry, socialite Judith Case. Uh, 69, he writes the Satanic Bible. 70, he appears in the documentary Satanus, the Devil's Mass, provoking, provoking media social attention, providing a version of Satanic rituals. We go on to the history of the, of the Temple of Set in 75. This is where we talked about earlier where they left. Where they Michael off, Aquino. Yeah. Former member of the Church of Satan founded the temple set based on the organizational and philosophical differences between LaVey and the Church of Satan. Um, history and evidence of animal mutilation. For the past several decades, animal mutilations have occurred all over North America. And in the past, mutilations were sometimes attributed to UFOs. And with the rise of other contributing factors of the SRAS, which is what I'm reading right now, the conspiracy theories of animal mutilation began to become more frequent than they are now and attributed to satanic activity. Let's a couple of towns in the United States where animal mutilations were recorded. 84, rumors of animal sacrifice in Edinburgh, Illinois, attributed, attributed to teenage, teenage devil worshiping. Uh, 86, mutilated animals found in Modesto, California, attributed to devil worshiping cults. History of evidence and satanic rock music. 85, police raid the suspect cult house in Holland, Ohio to confiscate rock music, including records claiming that promoting satanic activity. Rock musicians such as Ozzy Osbourne and ACDC are all accused of contributing to satanic activity. Oh, yeah. There was uh, inquiries back then for those for bands like that. Mm-hmm. And they actually went to... It was like McCarthy. Kind of, kind of like a trial. It was like McCarthyism. Yeah. Communism and mm-hmm. stuff. History and evidence of violent or fantasy games. 88 teenage Dungeons and Dragons participants in Lancaster, Wisconsin are accused of animal mutilation and planned baby sacrifices in satanic ritual context. After playing D&D, there is no baby sacrifice or animal sacrifice. It's the last thing a D&D gamer would want to do. You, if you they're want doing to... that, they're already mentally unstable to begin with. Yes, so the, 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 the sacrifice you have to make is read your book and oh yeah, sleep, which any D&D Game Master will tell you is, get a character to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, right. If somebody said, I'm going to sacrifice the baby, the first thing the Game Master would say was, okay, make a saving throw. <laughs> and then walk your butt out the door. Exactly. Yes. Don't come back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, history of evidence and recovered memories of sexual child abuse or ritual sacrifice. Claims of sexual and child abuse have been seen throughout history. Rumors of the abduction of young females are the classic urban legends with the 80s. Several, several other components contributed to the fight to the type of abuse being attributed to Satanism. First, the appearance of child abuse in industry. Second, the post-traumatic stress disorder. And third, the advent of the 1980s, a change at home life occurring where both parents of the household began working full-time, leaving more children in daycare facilities than had ever been in prior generations. Now, one thing that vexes me about this, we talk about child sacrifices in, in, in a lot of these cases, right? Is anybody missing any of these kids at the time this happens? You know, are I, there, I these babies are supposedly sacrificed. Where are the where are the parents? Where are the babies? The the, the who are the babies? Missing children. Well, look at what happened. Are not Casey, the missing babies? Exactly. Casey Anthony. Mm-hmm. Important case. That's a real That's case. That's a real yes. case. Yes. The kid went. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when a child goes missing. In our in this country, we take it seriously. Yes, it's not a it's joke. It's not okay. <laughs> there's a baby sacrificed. Well, where'd you get the baby? Yeah, where's exactly. the baby? Whose baby is it? But we're not thinking about that. They're, nobody's exactly nobody's thinking out. that. They're thinking, yes. oh my god, somebody sacrificed a baby. Let's get these. Or they guys haven't done they it, but they're it planning again. it or something. Yep. You know. Yep. Let's see. Going through these, we have 1980. Michelle remembers the supposedly true account of a young girl's torture at the hands of secret covenants in of Satanists in Victoria, British Columbia. Heard Which, about that one. Yeah, it wasn't true. It turned out it was total fabrication. They were in it for a money grab, basically. Yep. 
1982, Mary Ann Barber believed her two young step-granddaughters were being sexually abused, and eventually the children were accused their father, Alvin McCohen. The girls were placed into Barber's care, relentlessly grilling these two, her two charges. She reported that they had been used in prostitution and pornography, tortured, made to watch snuff films, and forced to, to allow animals to eat pet food out of their vaginas. Now, she was a schizophrenic, right? Yes, she was. Yeah. Um, Rumors even spread in Victoria, British Columbia, that she planned to kidnap a newborn baby to sacrifice. Grandma, not the girls. 1983. Judy Johnson accuses Ray Buckley, a 25-year-old worker at McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, sodomizing her two-year-old pre-verbal son. Yeah, the McMartin trial, we can cover that. Yep. 1984, 208 counts of child abuse involving four children are laid against Ray Buckley and the McMartin School and four teachers. Preschool children of the Miami Daycare, daycare Frank Fussler, and his 17-year-old wife are abusing of, of abusing them. Allegations included pornography, drinking urine. Uh, this all gets really kind of gross. Fuster? Um, yes, Fuster. And Eliana? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to skip over the, the details of that part, but it was... It was uh, not pleasant. Clinton Attorney General Janet Reno was involved in this case. Frank Fussler is still in prison. Two children in Richmond, Virginia, accused family members of killing a child and cannibalizing during satanic rite. 1985. Another He's still in jail. He's yep. still in jail. It's ridiculous. He should not be in jail. Daycare operator Sandra Craig is accused of assaulting children with a screwdriver and a stick, um, animal torture, and taking nude photographs. Their sentence is... is She's sentenced to 10 years in prison. James Rodriguez and five others are charged and convicted of sexual sexual abuse of two young brothers in California. Accusations include infanticide. Infanticide. 86, James Watt goes on trial, charged with multiple counts of child abuse in private daycare. 18 children testified to various abuse. Lawyers said that, that the children initially denied the abuse, but told bizarre stories after repeated interviews. Watt sent it to 165 years. Day workers in Carlton City are accused of for- abusing 14 children. Children told the murders, uh, told of murders of adults, animal killings, drinking blood, and other rituals. This is what happens when you have people that want to see sensationalism. Mm-hmm. How to get the the story? How to stir the pot? Uh, yeah, how to stir the pot? How to make the story bigger? 1987, a workshop about the dangers of Satanism like presented in in um, <laughs> Sorry. the oh. city of Rockford, Illinois. After his son is accused of killing his father and fellow teenager in a satanic ritual, 1989, Little Rascals Daycare in Edenton, North Carolina, becomes the most famous ritual abuse case in North America, where several of the daycare employees were charged with several sexual, uh, several counts of sexual child abuse. Oh, stop jumping around. I love this. I need to get a new mouse. Or a mouse in general. Um, the creation of the satanic cult. With allegations of so many evil acts throughout the country, they all became attributed to hypothetical satanic cults. All of these rumors merged into the order from one elaborate story. The social condition that emerged in the 1980s produced an environment for these very different rumors to create one plausible story about an underground satanic cult that was operating secretly throughout the nation. Through media involvement and growing panic among concerned citizens, the satanic cult panic grew into a North American pandemic. Several criminal charges were brought upon those accused of, of involvement in satanic cult activity, provoking national media coverage with scandalous positions. By the mid-1990s, skepticism grew concerning the realities of the allegations, and rumors were eventually proven false. There was a myth. The existence of the satanic cult was the biggest component of the myth. The cult has been comprised of Satan worshippers who operate underground networks and perform sacrificial rituals. The rituals and organizations were major components of the occult myth. Rituals in the myth. Killing ritual is central to the idea of satanic cult. Myth. Rituals of human and animal sacrifice are most prevalent. Myth. The abduction of newborn babies, usually from hospitals, for the purpose of ritually sacrificing a pure human being. Myth. Do you know how hard it is for a mom to take her child for a walk around the floor in a hospital when you have in a newborn? Cases, Almost impossible. impossible. So how are you going to sneak a child out? Oh, no, but there were child abductions that occurred back then, too. But in most cases, it was usually a person who wanted to abduct a child to raise as their own. Yes. Not for ritual sacrifice. There, there was, you know, the case I remember the most clearly. It were multiple nurses who walked out because they couldn't have children. Mm-hmm. 
But anywho, I'm not saying all nurses. I'm saying I remember there were three cases. cases. I remember clearly three cases of, of three nurses, nurses. Who couldn't have children of their own. Yep. And worked in the ward or in the hospital, and managed. that's why they cut that. That's why everything's so tight in hospitals now. Yep. Not because of kidnapping children for satanic no, they didn't sacrifice. The, they didn't lock down the hospitals for satanic ritual. Yep. It was because people were stealing children as the, for their own and stuff. Exactly. Let's see here. Uh, the abduction of blonde, blue-eyed virgins for the purpose of ritual sacrifice performed on Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth. It sounds more like a hammer film. That's that's myth. <laughs> Animal mutilation sacrifice with body parts used in offerings to Satan. Myth. Myth. The sexual abuse of young children. Myth. How else do you make your... If you're going to abuse your generation you're supposed to be bringing in, and I say this and my mind goes, yeah, the stories of the Catholic Church, but how do you propagate the the, the keeping them coming back if you're abusing them? The, the argument at the time was that it was a form of indoctrination. Into the church. Yeah. Um, also myth. Yes, myth. <laughs> the consumption of sacrificial blood from humans and animals. Myth. Now, granted, uh, there are people that are doing that now, but that's just because it's a kink. Yeah. Anywho. Well, or they're serial killers in training. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking. Well, it's, that's that conjecture. is that it, that's No. Conjecture. Animal sacrifice and animal is, abuse is, is a precursor is to yes. being a serial killer. Actually, I was referring to the blood drinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's kink. There's that's some, conjecture. That's there's some houses or places in San Francisco that that's done. I don't I've know, heard. I don't know all the details. Not so. my cuppa. Yeah, me either. Okay. Organization and leadership. Tightly structured and secretive underground organizations, Satan's, Satanists throughout North America. Myth. They are all over the place. And it's quite obvious when they say, hey, Church of Satan here. Yes. Um, and we're about sacrifice. as far from devil worship as you'd ever want. <laughs> exactly. Yes. The highest and most affluent members of society are accused of being a satanic, or often accused of being involved in satanic cult. Well, that, that might not be a myth. Numbers of members are taught Sorry, I thought to be in thousands inherited from numbers, sorry, inferred from the number of alleged victims. Once again, the numbers, the number of members bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are thought to be in the thousands inferred by the number of alleged victims. But how many are actually alleged or how many are victims when they've been mind programmed by these so-called therapists? therapists? Okay, now I understand what she's yeah, talking makes about. Sense now. I, I didn't understand. That's why, I, was that's like, why I read it done. again. <laughs> I was like, it's not making sense in my head. Clergy members are often thought to be leaders of a cult. I bite my tongue. <laughs> Police are implicated. Well, technically, yeah. I mean, it's any te- religious organization can be considered a cult. Is it a cult? Yes. Heck, the SCA, the organization I've been part of since 1994. Well, that's been accused of being a cult. Is yes. documented, <laughs> classified as an occult mm-hmm. because we are a cult. We take people in. We say, hey, you want to learn this? Learn it. Now teach others. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear God, we could take over the world. We could if, if, if the world went to hell in a handbasket like it's you know trying for. We are the ones who will teach you to weave and forge and weave and grow your food and yeah, anywho, survive. Don't let me near anything plant-like except avocados and uh, <laughs> oliva. But when that Ian Pulse hits else. and all the power goes out, the SCA people are going to be saying, hey, come to us. We know what we're doing. Exactly. Yep. Um, because this type of organization, the plausibility of satanic cult activity being able to occur in the streets in secret is accepted. Well, because of all the things, yes. Mm-hmm. The rise and fall of satanic ritual abuse and scares. Uh, controversies and media coverage, the establishment of fundamental Christianity in North America, and the moral majority political organization contributed to the growing controversy of the existence of a satanic cult. Also, several prominent figures of the media contributed to the, to the rumor panic, creating more controversy than the, than the any of the alleged accusations. Adding to the controversy, citizens across the nation banded together to create organizations with an effort to stop supposed satanic cult activity. So, we take a small snowball and we roll it down the hill and we compact the snow on it because it's not getting big enough for it. But we'll make it bigger before we throw it down. And then we'll build a snowman. Yep. In 1983... No, we'll run people over with it. Just Did like in the comic too? books. <laughs> um, in 1983, Dr. Roland Summit publishes an article about child sexual abuse accommodation syndrome, which convinces many therapists and prosecutors that if a child denies that anything happened to him or her, they're hiding the truth. 
Geraldo Rivera special, Satanic Cults and Children, airs on television. In 85, a 2020 segment, Devil Worshippers, airs. 88, journalist Tom Charlier and Shirley Downing write a series of articles for the Memphis Commercial Appeal, documenting 100 ritual abuse cases across the country. Geraldo, sorry, Geraldo, not Geraldo, I should know about this better. Um, special Devil Workshop Exploring Satan's Underground airs. The Lost Child Network is established in, in Kansas City to investigate satanic ritual activity. In 89, Oprah Winfrey hosts a, sh a show on child sacrifice, feeding into the S SRAS. Sally Jesse Raphael airs the story, Baby Breeders. So that's where the babies are coming from. Baby Breeders. Of course. People who wouldn't actually miss their children, which... Right. Yeah. Someone's going to miss the child. I'm sorry. Secret organization of mothers breeding for the purpose of sacrifice. Oh, my God. Um, 1991, Sally Jesse Raphael airs a story on devil babies. I have to look that one up. 92, police Isn't patrol the streets. Spirit? There's the two-headed ones we used to sell at Evangeline's. But that's ones I actually helped find homes. You had to be proper to adopt the two-headed babies. Of course. Uh, 92. Slaughter is a two-headed baby. <laughs> it does. Especially when one of them's fanged. Yeah. Um, 92. Police patrol the streets of, the of, stop, stop, stop. of Martinsville, <laughs> Saskatchewan, Canada with assault rifles because there's rumors that Satanists are coming to attack the town. 83. HBO special Search for Deadly Memories. There's a documentary that shows techniques used in efforts to find memories that are unknown to patients. The program features many doctors and, quote, experts, end quote, who provide credibility for their notions. The fall all skepticism and conclusions. Although some skepticisms of satanic ritual abuse scare and the idea of satanic cult began during the highest panic in the 80s, it was not until the mid-90s that skeptics became more frequent than believers. There were several SRA criminal trials of those which were accused were acquitted of all charges due to lack of evidence. Many previous convictions were also overturned at this time. However, Toward the middle of the 90s, there was still a shift in media coverage from which the support of the rumor panic to back, which was to being skeptical of, of all the SRA. Public media figures had previously supported the rumor panics and contributed to their spread. To begin, They began finally apologizing for such oversights. Well, we're sorry. We didn't know it wasn't really devil worship. We didn't mm -hmm. really know these people didn't know what we were talking about. Oh, I mean, what they were talking about. 1987, journalist Debbie Nathan publishes The Making of the Modern Witch Trial, in which the village voice about a daycare case in El Paso, Texas. Nathan is the first prominent journalist to raise national alarm about the injustices resulting from the daycare witch hunts. 93, sorry, 1990, after three years of testimony and nine weeks of deliberation, the longest and most expensive criminal trial in U.S. history, costing California taxpayers $15 million. Blessings? Okay, sorry. Um, the the jury of the McMartin case acquits Peggy Buckley and her son, Ray, and the prosecution decides to retry Ray Buckley. District Attorney Alan Rubenstein conducting an independent investigation of ritual abuse allegations against the staff of Breezy Point Daycare in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, conclude that none of this ever happened and drops all charges. 92, the FBI writes a formal report discrediting the satanic ritual abuse scare. 93, 2020 show on suggestibility of, chil sorry, suggestibility of children in accepting and believing stories. 94, 60 Minutes looks at false recovered memories. A jury awards damages to Gary Ramona, who sued his daughter's therapist for accusing him, or accusing them of implanting false memories and sexual abuse in her when she went to them for counseling of an eating disorder. 95, Geraldo Rivera apologized for, for promoting the satanic ritual abuse and recovered memories of children, and re sorry, recovered memory panics. I that. His quote, mm -hmm. I want to announce publicly that I'm a firm believer of the, quote, believe the children, end quote, movement of the 1980s that started with McMarran trials in California. But now I'm convinced that I was terribly wrong and many innocent people were convicted and went to prison as a result. And I'm equally positive that the repressed memory therapy movement is also a bunch of crap, end quote. I think and that Rivera. was who? Rivera? Yeah, I think he had to eat a little bit of crow before that happened, Yes, too. he did. Um, HBO produces an indictment of the McMartin trial. Sorry, they produced the series of this show, Indictment, the McMartin Trial, painting Ray Buckley as a victim of a rumor panic for the first time. Skepticism on the allegation of the SRAS began with this film. 97, a long buried tape recording of a child's interview with a social worker, Belda Morello, in which Morello pressures the little girl to accuse her relatives of molesting her. 
is turned over to the defense team for Jeff Mondal in Bakersfield, California. The tape establishes the, the, what the defense said all along. The children had been coerced into making accusations. 1999, all charges for the Little Rascals daycare were dropped. 2004, the two boys whose accusations sent James Rodriguez and five others to prison to re re recant their story, saying they were forced to make false accusations by their aunt. 2005, Kyle Zerpolo, one of the children in the infamous McMartin preschool case, comes forward as an adult and says the testimony is a lie. He told journalist Debbie Nathan, Los Angeles Times, that he was pressed, pressured into making false accusations of ritual abuse. Virtually no evidence was ever discovered to support allegations of satanic cult activity. Um, what constituted as satanic ritual abuse was never clearly defined in North America. By the mid-90s, those previously portrayed as criminals in the SRAS were now portrayed as victims of severe rumor panic. The ideal of cult of a, of a satanic cult created such a scarier threat for the nation than individual incidents that were not connected to Satanism. After almost two decades of allegations of satanic cult ritual abuse, the SRAS seemed to be completely fabricated to the end. And throughout the, the rumor panic, many lives were ruined through false accusations and may still remain in prison for crimes that were never committed. The SRAS created a, quote, cult that never was, end quote, and it is a form of satanic activity. And then there were those, those evil clowns. And then there were evil clowns. Yeah. Which <laughs> is the next big thing. Because people like to dress up and be stupid around other people and videotape it. Sorry. Because what gets a better reaction out of someone? Mm -hmm. Let's start a scare. M board, let's go do something to scare the nation. I gotta say, I've never had an episode tick me off more than this one. Did. I know, a lot of it keeps making me <laughs> mad. The more we hear, the more it's like, why are these people still in jail? Yeah, they're There's still there. There's never been any, anything to prove that they actually happened, yet they're still in prison. Yeah. Or they've taken Alfred pleas to get a, to get out of jail. Which means that they can't uh, pr prosecute yeah. their prosecutors, which I think yep. is wrong. And they also can't deny their, their, their guilt. They end up being criminals for the rest of their lives, even though they didn't do anything. It just... And not, this and not, is to mention, not to mention the fact that when you see these trials and you read about them, you make the parallels to the Salem Witch Trial. It's the same thing. Exactly. It's hysteria. Almost exactly, yes. It's hysteria. It's, it's, Though they now suggest that the witch trials actually were caused. There was the panic and hysteria, but there was also... A bread mold. A bread mold. Yes. <laughs> I did an extensive report Ergot. in college on it. Ergot yes. mold, yeah. Mm -hmm. Rye mold. Rye bread, A mold. bread mold. But I mean, it's the same thing. You've got people trying to, rumors basically, mm -hmm. get sensationalized. They get into the into the uh, mainstream and everybody starts to panic. Next thing you know, everyone's a witch. Everyone's a uh, Satan I, it blows Everyone's my an mind. occultist. And it's the, scar the scariest part is it could happen to anybody. Mm -hmm. And not just the satanic one, but it could happen. You could be accused of something and be convicted with not a shred of evidence. Mm -hmm. It's just horrifying. It, it's angering and horrifying for me. Yeah. yeah, especially the fact that it still happens today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still happens in this day and age. And, and like that one case where they were using 18th and 19th century methods to accuse these people of occult activities. Right. Don't you think you want to update your practices if, if somehow at that point? They were looking for witches' marks. To the, yeah. the you know, we were hung on hooks and we were abused. If you were hung on hooks... First things first, and anyone who's done any kind of, of look on this, there are people who actually will get hung on hooks mm -hmm. and they have scars or they have hoops or they have holes that are permanently in their body or because they like yeah. put themselves on hooks. Mm -hmm. A child on a hook is going to bruise. Easily. A child on a hook or, is going to bleed. Or a, or even, even if the child was just, their wrists were tied and they were hung by their wrists, there would still, still be a marking. mark. There would be abrasions also, on their wrists. Not only that, not only abrasions on their wrists, but there would be, uh, they would eventually stop breathing. Mm -hmm. If you're hung with your arms over your head without your legs on the ground, you will suffocate. Mm -hmm. So Anatomy 101, sorry. Let's, let's, let's look at the, yeah, look sorry. at how, how it went to a craze of, okay, well, it worked before. Does the child have, or does the accuser, accused rather, does the accused have a mole? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Good godly portion of the United States of America's, you know, population has moles. I have Freckles, so, warts, so many of them. Oh, if you have a wart on your nose, you're a witch. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Like, oh. Or a scar. You have a scar on your nose. You're a witch, you're a witch. Looks like a wart. 
It's not a word. It's a scar. Yep. I remember it, what it was before. <laughs> well, it used to be a nice nose. Now it's a scarred nose. <laughs> I mean, heck, I remember in high school, because I did a sort you know, I, 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 how to tick off my teachers. I wrote papers on occult behaviors. Okay. Salem witch trials at a Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I bet that was fun. <laughs> I went through and said, so by all accusations here, I have on my forearm or my, sorry, my upper arm, I have a witch's mark. I have a teat because mm -hmm. I had a large mole that was nipple shaped. Now, granted I had to have it removed because they thought it might be cancerous. Mm -hmm. So me being the pain in the butt that I am says, Hey, look, I had my devil's mark removed. And I wondered why sister Catherine kept asking me, did I need an exorcist? <laughs> not really. I never, I never really wondered why sister Catherine kept asking me if I needed this, this, an exorcist, but still. <laughs> but it is, it is really so easy. It caught up. You sound like how I would have been had I stayed in Catholic school. <laughs> Over false accusations, not just for occultism no, or witchcraft, or almost anything. anything. Yeah, anything. I was a, I was, I was uh, a subject of accusations I'll back in the day, which I won't get into. It's a little too close to home for me. I don't, I don't like to talk about it. But I was accused of something I didn't do. There was a panic that ensued, basically. And some of some people still think you did it. Even and some though. people still do. Although I, I was never charged with anything, I was exonerated. It's. There it's was, just ridiculous. Was, the it's, activity it's, yes. in, in, in question was never corroborated in any way, shape, or form. And and now it is, seems to be like the, the big thing. I'm sorry. It's it's what it seems like. You to got me. lucky. It could have gotten a like lot it's worse. The big oh, yeah. thing to but do right now is. In some cases with some people, I'm still guilty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that yeah. bothers I, the I, heck out of me. There's it. also mm -hmm. the one that, 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 that believes that you chose me over and we'll leave it at that. Another story. Another story. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. Got another dun, dun, dun. Well, it kind of does, no, but kind of doesn't. Kind of. But I mean, jealousy—that's also a, a factor too. And, and that's what this boils down to. Mm -hmm. All these these accusations are because someone's jealous of the attention, mm -hmm. or all of it, or somebody wants something from someone. The church accused attention. the night, the temp, the yeah. knights templar were were Christian knights. Yes, anointed supposedly anointed by God, and the Pope wanted their their money or their jealous whatever. of someone yeah, else's stuff. Yeah, jealous yeah. of somebody else's it's, stuff. It's all a jealousy thing. I want your stuff, and I'm going, I'm going to take it, it. Yes. and I'm going to have to. Kill you to do it but i'm going to do it by god's law because god has empowered me to to do these things i'm just like okay whatever they're, they're, they're like again I, again we're talking about see the how many popes that's been uh, translated been 15, pious, times. <laughs> like really truly pious <laughs> and, and abstinence <laughs> well how many had let's see which mccall had uh borgia had children <laughs> just and mistresses so, I the mean, only popes on. that were pious were pious by name yeah. <laughs> well, no. I, I from well, what no, I, we've, I, had, I, we've I, had some good popes. We probably I know we've, we've had, had some good popes as of late. We have, but and, I'm just saying. Me and not Catholic. The Pope before last, I actually was very happy with him, and I'm not Catholic. And, and he stepped down, and I'm like, hmm. yeah, how many? Like how many? Too. How many attempts <laughs> on his life did he actually survive? Like what, one or two? Paul? Yeah. Pope John Paul, he had, uh, I think, two attempts on his life. Two, yeah. I liked him. I really did like him. I um, Hence the invention of the Pope. Mobile. But I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those people that likes to delve into history and study things and get dirt on, like, people and stuff. That's why yeah. I... Tracy, and I'm not just talking about the TV show. Tracy was talking about Ratzenberger. I can't remember his title. as Pope. Um, the Pope just before down, last, yeah, right. the one that stepped down because he realized his health was bad. The German he, one. And he decided right. that he was going to yep. step away. And everyone He's the first German this. Pope, wasn't he? Yeah, Ratzenberger. And he was, and, and as not being Catholic. He was a good guy. I looked at him and went, this guy already has, he's got his ducks in a row. He's got the right ideas going on here. Not just for the Catholic Church, but for the world. Mm -hmm. And then he says, my health is bad, I'm stepping down. I'm like, no, please don't. Who are they going to put in after you? Yeah, he was he was very good actually too. Um, what you're tickling me? And uh, no, I just I I did enjoy him, and he he was very open minded. And the the controversy I I hated the controversy. He was they tried to get him booted before he even took office mm -hmm. because oh he was he was a Nazi really he was a Nazi. Um, when? Where? Where's yeah. your proof? 
I don't think he was even old enough to be a Nazi. No, they tried. They tried to say he was a Nazi or he was a Nazi sympathizer. He was a white supremacist. More accusations accusations that weren't true (laughs) because someone was jealous and didn't want him to have the the position. What are you? Okay, that's pretty much what it boils down to. And I, so on a personal level, I'm sorry for all the people that are still in prison. I feel awful. Mm -hmm. It's horrific and. I think y'all should be free to all this stuff was unsubstantiated. There's no claims to anything. People come forward and said I lied or I was coerced. You should you, all be out of jail. You, by you now. deserve to be free and you deserve restitution. Restitution. Yes, definitely. Restitution. Yes. That's, See, that's, the, that's that you, why, why the, uh, the, that's al- something you don't get once you're um, in jail. The yeah, Alex, restitution. The, what are they called? Alfred. Alfred. The uh, Alfred police. Please. It's, it's, restitution for that it's just so they can't get restitution because even though they think they should, these people, a lot of the people who got out of jail, got out of jail after 20 years or more, oh, or I, 12 years. I, I or, firmly believe the West Memphis three should get restitution. They were, it sadly won't happen. It but won't yeah. happen, but they should because they were exhausted. Okay, again, if they had waited, claims. if they had waited, they sat on the DNA evidence. They refused mm-hmm. to do anything. They had it for how long? Before they they showed up with the Alfred Alfred plea, I don't remember how long they had it, but they sat on it. For, they sat for on months. it for, and they were exonerated. All three of them were exonerated with that DNA, and they so that they wouldn't have to pay restitution. They hornswoggled them into uh, the Alfred plea. The yep. Alfred plea. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, like um, I said, those evil clowns. On all levels, you decide which ones were the evil clowns. That's our show, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, finally. <laughs> it was a lot of information, but but I hope it helps yep. someone out. We're getting this bonus episode, and it took us quite a while to get it done because we did both back-to-back. Yes, we and, did. And we hope that it's worth it for you guys. We hope we didn't overwhelm you with the information, but we hope you got something out of it, too. Yes, hopefully it was informative and 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 helpful. helpful. And... Maybe, maybe we'll get something started getting these people free. Exactly. We'd like to see get, get a Maybe wave we should start, get, get a wave of information a going. Going, you know, something. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any ideas, let us know. And there's a couple ways you can do that. See how I led into that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to contact us for anything, even talking about this, um, you can either uh, send us an email at whatinthepodcast.gmail.com Join our Facebook group at, what in the, at the What in the Podcast Facebook group. Or you can click the little link at the bottom of the description of this episode and any other episode in our podcast and leave us a voice message. It's got a little microphone. You click it. You click some information. You leave the recording. Once you don't like it, you you can record it again. And they're not bothering you through your email information. The only email I've ever gotten was, hey, did you really mean to set up a Spotify account? No? Okay. (laughs) Yep. We won't send you any commercial stuff or anything like that. We just want to hear from you. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk, if you want to talk back, say hey, send send me some information. Talk to me. Leave let a us, message. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode. We want to hear from you. We really want to hear from you about this. We Even, want to know yes. your opinions. Post in our this. Facebook group. Let us know what you thought about the episodes. You know, say such and such episode. And everybody weigh in. Maybe. I mean, this one really kind of bothers me. I want to know how you feel about it. Tell tell us your take on this whole ordeal of the the uh, satanic panic yeah mm-hmm. yeah i remember it growing up i remember how horrific it was yeah, and... a lot of us are of an age where we do recall it a lot of yep. I, the majority of our listeners i am i look at the analytics and i see a lot of the people who listen to the podcast are in the age range between my wife and myself there is a bit of a gap there there are some younger there's not some younger, much but older, majority though. of them are in our age range yeah and they will remember this stuff Exactly. At least I hope they do. If not, they were living under a rock at the time. Yep. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. I really want to hear from you guys on this one, especially this one. But any other episode, too. If you got something to say about it, let us know. Maybe something else hit close to home with a different episode. If you liked it, if you hated it, if, um, you know, if, if something reminded you of something. I've had a couple of those come up, too. Talk to us. Anyway... That's it for tonight. We hope you enjoyed the bonus episode. Uh, we are releasing it together with the first episode. So this week you get two episodes in one week. Something we almost never do. 
But I also hope you guys are looking forward to our Halloween episode. Yes. Yeah, we We've got Halloween. something something planned. Yep, something <laughs> special. Hopefully it works out. Yep. Just keep your fingers crossed, everybody. Now, next week, I've got a tentative subject. I wanted to maybe cover Rendlesham Forest, but I also have another project in the works, too. If that comes through, uh, we'll be doing that one instead. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about that just yet because uh, <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. Still working on it. But surprise, it's going to be surprise, Rendlesham surprise. or it's going to be this one. Probably Rendlesham because I'm going to probably take another week or so to figure this one out. Anyway, again, that's our show. We hope you have a good night. Stay safe. Stay, stay covered. Sane. Stay sane. Keep your mask on. We're still on fire, so keep breathing deep. Oh, watch rain. out for Hopefully the scary clowns. Yeah, watch out for the evil clowns. Evil scary clowns. <laughs> Don't let the scary people get you. Happy hauntings, all. Can't sleep. The clowns will eat me. Good night. What in the...